singer. We'll begin with I'm on the battlefield. Amen. Many years ago, the, the how can I say it? The church going Christian battled things that were um, simple, local, um, and all those things. And uh, now it's uh, expanded to much broader global digital and all those wonderful hindrances. So our, I believe our battle now is uh, very clever and uh, high tech and deceptive and uh, it goes on when you're asleep, when you're awake, all the time. So we are in a battle for the right. We're not fighting each other, no. We are fighting for the right. We're fighting for the kingdom of God. And one day, as Brother Jeff said, he will be in charge. That's right. All the other kingdoms. That rolling stone that Daniel saw coming down out of the mountain, he's going to crush them feet of clay and iron and everything else, and he will be the one to rule. Amen. I'm glad I'm on his side. Page 268.
for the Savior. Page 362. <clears throat> <clears throat> Each other. 
Right. Oh, help us, Lord. It's a unique journey to fight. Yes, it is. Someone you cannot see with the natural eye. And to believe and be consecrated to one you cannot see with the natural eye. Yes. That makes it spiritual, don't it? Amen? That's uh, wonderful. All right.
Daddy sang a song. He counted on Judas. He failed. He couldn't trust him. He counted on Paul. He counted on. Can he count on you? Right. Can he trust you? I want to say yes to him. Yes. It's going to pay. It will pay wonderfully. There's a payday coming. Amen. We don't have a special prayer request tonight. All right. Teresa, please continue to remember her. Uh, also remember uh, Ukraine and the churches that are there. And uh, please pray for the Lord to, to intervene in a special way. Yes. And uh, also please remember our country. We have elections coming up again. And I'm not into all that, but it's a serious time right now. So please remember. All right. I remember my mom and dad. Uh, today was my mom's birthday. Uh, landed on Easter Sunday. Uh, she's 84. Um, I think she's do, maybe doing a little better, but do continue to remember them. Uh, I'm waiting to see what might come out, but the U.S. and Poland, who are NATO countries, are doing exercises right now about 70 miles from one of the well-known cities in Russia. This is creating some, some discomfort with uh, the Russian government. And yeah. they're using terms like World War III has begun. Uh, let's hope that some shells have come. Yes. But we need to be brave. Pray the great restrainer <laughs> would do what is best, amen. Well, we should also be praying God's will. We don't know. Yes. 
because uh, for wanting the Lord to come, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse right before he comes. Amen. Amen. All right, let's get in and pray. Ask the Lord to help us in these needs. <coughs>
control everything or is he only strong enough to control some things I appreciate the Lord I know that I serve a great God my God can do all things amen so good to see Monica's family coming in good to see them look like they've been working hard outside and so but uh, it's good having them and I do appreciate them coming and being here for uh, Elizabeth and Monica for their dedication of these babies. Uh, we're going to, Monica wanted to know, said, well, will we have a little time before? I said, oh, yeah, it'll take a little bit before we get there, so they'll have time to come. But, uh, Brother Jackie, if you would come receive our Sunday night tithe and offering. And, uh, you know, the main thing about being here tonight Sorry, it's not the dedication. It's about worshiping God. Amen. And so we need to get in and, and give our heart to the Lord. If you hadn't connected with Him, I hope you have already today. But if you haven't, now's the time to try to get a hold of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And draw closer to Him. Amen. All right, Brother Jackie. Gracious and holy God of heaven, Lord, we're so glad that we don't serve an Easter bunch. We don't have That's anything right. to do with it, Lord. We, we serve a risen Savior. Yes. A risen Savior who cares for us. Yes. And building, building us a home, dear God, that we can go to one day that we can hold fast, Lord, our faith. God help us for this time, Lord. Strengthen our faith, strengthen our hope, Lord, that lies in you. Bless your people, Lord. Bless this sermon, Lord, if it should come about. God help us with the mind, Lord. Yes. Encourage them, Lord, to keep trusting in you. 
God, that your will will be done in all things. Bless this offer, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This morning up in Sunday school, I was talking to the kids, and um, I said something that wasn't in my notes, or something I had even ever thought about really before, and I was talking about in the garden, when it said that God used to walk with them in the cool of the day, and I was like, how cool could it have been back then? Maybe Jesus was walking with them in the garden, and he said, hey, come here, come here. I'm going to take you to go see these new little creatures. They go, and they make this really cool stuff. It's called honey. I made that for you. And then maybe he walked over and he was like, oh, oh, you got to see this. This is a cow. And cows make the best thing in the whole world. Butter. I made this for you. And maybe, I don't know, he was just walking through and showing them all the things that he created. And they were friends. And they were just yeah. in the garden together as friends. And that's what it says. Like, I was thinking about that. When we get to heaven, we need to have that. Although we have that relationship yeah. with him now where we can talk to him, yeah. we get to see him. Right. It is going to be wonderful. I just, I don't know if, I know this sounds wrong, but I don't have any family that I want to see when I get to heaven. Yes. I don't know them. There's nobody that I'm just sitting there like, oh, I can't wait to get to heaven so I can see that person. No, I want to see Jesus. Jesus, that's right.
Thank the Lord. He suffered it all because of us. Our sins. Amen. You can blame it to the person next to you. Their sins, but it was your sins. And uh, I appreciate him so very much for the great sacrifice that he made upon Calvary. Uh, you might not think it was much of a sacrifice, but uh, it was a great sacrifice. It was a great sacrifice. So uh, we're going to do a dedication here. If you don't mind, if I could get you to sit maybe over there next to them. And if I could get um, Monica and Elizabeth and Joshua and Emma Grace, y'all come sit up here on the front pew, and uh, we'll have just a minute or two before the actual dedication part uh, here. And so you might want Rebecca to take pictures for you. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, here uh, this evening, I appreciate Elizabeth. Um, things could have been a lot different in our day and time. And I appreciate her making the decisions that after she'd messed up, carry them full term. That was the right decision. But it wasn't just that. She repented for what she had done wrong. Amen. What a big deal. What a, a mature act. And uh, is what was uh, so needful. And I'm proud of her. And I appreciate Monica. Uh, uh, I was worried there, but it, it turns out good. It's turned out good. And that's right. And so, um, so, uh, Brothers and sisters, today you are witness to Elizabeth Scarab and Monica Scarab, the grandmother, coming and acknowledging and professing their dependence on the Lord Jesus Christ to uh, raise their child, Joshua Thomas Burnsid uh, Scarab, and Emma Grace Amanda Burnsid Scarab, these two youngins, and they act like they know what I'm talking about. So anyway, uh, so the dedication of children to the Lord has, got, has a very long history, uh, especially in the, the Christian church, <clears throat> but also in the church uh, of the Old Testament. Uh, and so to dedicate something is the act of consecrating to a divine being or to a sacred use, often with religious solemnities. How do you like that? The act of devoting or giving to. And so here this evening, that's what we're going to uh, have done, is the giving back to the Lord these two children. It's important. It's very important. We... This word uh, dedication actually in the Old Testament is talking about sanctifying, which actually means to set apart. For instance, this table right here, we don't take it around back into the back of the church 
and eat our buffet table and stuff like that. Uh, this table has been dedicated to be in that position in this church and used for communion and holy things. That's a dedicated piece of furniture. Uh, back in Second uh, Samuel, uh, David collected up money, silver and gold and other things. And, uh, and dedicated it to the Lord's house. And so both inanimate objects and people can be dedicated to the Lord. Uh, if you'll remember Samson, Nazarite from his birth, uh, to be dedicated to the Lord. But even the better example is Samuel himself who was dedicated unto the Lord. <clears throat> and so he was uh, given back to the Lord, uh, lent to the Lord. There's a lot in those little words there. But the long and the short of it is, meaning that the parents are going to do their very best to help raise the children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. <clears throat> so... Uh, if I can, get y'all to come and stand. And uh, we call this the dedication uh, vows. And so um, the dedication of the children, I want you to hear this, dedication of the children is really all about the dedication of those who are going to raise them, the parents. Because... It's going to be y'all's responsibility to raise them uh, and to teach them to know about Jesus. So Elizabeth, Monica, do you come professing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviors? Yes. Okay. So teaching the children is a combination of both example and instruction. We need to be a good example to our children. And I'm going to tell you, Elizabeth, I found out the hard way. You can try your very best, and when you look back over time, if the Lord tarry, you'll say, I failed here, and I failed there. I wish I had done better. But if you just do your best, and do it before the Lord, and try to do it the way Jesus wants, yeah. it'll work out. It has always been amazing to me how the Lord works things out like that. So teaching the children is a combination of example and instruction. Your precious children will be watching you, how you handle situations, disappointments in life, disasters, persecutions. Your responses in life should be biblically based, rooted, uh, and so that your children will learn what's right and what's wrong. So that they can say, at some point in time, if the Lord tarry, I never heard mama say a bad word. I never heard mama cuss. Huh? And so, it's so important for you to raise them in the good way. So do you come, Elizabeth and Monica, do you come and dedicate yourselves if they didn't do that, it wouldn't be right. <laughs> do you come and dedicate yourselves to the biblical instruction, discipline, and love of these children? Yes. 
Your desire, love, and hopes for the children are ultimately not up to you, though. Jesus controls all that's going on in this world, including the direction in which the children will take and what they must pass through. No matter what happens in life, realize Jesus is in control. Okay? In the good times and in the bad times. So, uh, he will help keep little Joshua, huh? And Emma Grace safe during their lives. And as they make choices, and as they get older, and they will direct their lives. Okay? And when you uh, give Joshua and Emma Grace to the Lord, he's no longer yours. But he's the Lord's. And you need to allow him to raise the child to love Jesus with all their hearts. You can trust Jesus. He loves your children and he loves those that love him. Um, that is why it's so important for now, now, for you to be doing this very thing. And I appreciate this. How you portray, uh, I know I'm repeating myself, but how you protect, portray Jesus and Jesus' church will mean so much to these two little children and how they will see it. Yeah. Brother Robert used to say, you know, if you're coming home and you're having the preacher for Sunday dinner, then in time, the children are not going to like the preacher too very much. And so it's important what you're doing here. So another question to both of y'all, part of this dedication. Do you come now to dedicate Joshua and uh, Joshua Thomas Burnsid Scarab and Emma Grace Amanda Burnsid Scarab into the ultimate control and will of God through our Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. All right. Children who made a decision for Jesus at an early age seem like they hold on a lot better than those who come at a later date. Not that they can't, but it's better to teach them young how to do. Another question. Do you dedicate yourselves to, be, to faithfully bring Joshua and Emma Grace to church? To read the Bible to Joshua and Emma Grace every day. To lead him, them in, uh, early to be able to understand and to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. All right. Thank the Lord. Now church, asking and talking to you. Do you church agree to support these Parents, as they raise these children by your examples and through your acts of service, and do you agree to reinforce biblical instruction, discipline, and love of these children under the supreme rule of the Lord Jesus Christ? If you do, will you signify by standing right now? I want you to turn around and look at all these that you got to help you. Help you. Amen. All right. I'll tell you what.
Well, let y'all. Well, no. If I could get the the men and the the women of of the Lord to come around, and let's anoint these children and these parents for the Lord to give them grace and mercy and understanding and wisdom to raise these children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Lord Jesus, right now, Lord, Lord, we lay our hands upon these parents, Lord, that you would lead them and help them, O God. Oh, to bring these children to an early understanding and a love for you. And Lord, we pray, help them, give them wisdom, help them, Lord, to love you with all their hearts. And I pray for these young children. Oh, it's been difficult. They're starting, Lord. They're doing good. I pray, Lord, bless them. Help them, Lord. six and four. I'm going to take this as my text for this evening, so if you would uh, if you would stand for the the uh, text here this evening. Deuteronomy six and four. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this great honor and this great opportunity, Lord, to pray over this family, Lord. I pray, dear Jesus, oh God, Move for them right here this evening, Lord. And help them to take it to heart, Lord. That a, 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 a home that is built around you. And that dedication of your love. And your mercy, oh God. Move for them and help them. And help the children to be able to receive that. Oh Lord, help them to love you. And to cherish you all the days of their life. I pray that you would anoint these feeble lips of clay here this evening. Help us, dear Lord, as we try to bring forth the Word. 
And help it, Lord, to go deep into our hearts. We pray in your blessed, holy, righteous, and wonderful name. That name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. That was almost everyone. Here, these scriptures in Deuteronomy are so important. It's important for us to realize that if we truly love our children, we will discipline them. Uh, Proverbs 26, uh, 22 and 6 says, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. There have been uh, quite a few discussions amongst some of the older parents about, we did that. And our children left. And then there are some that said, we did that and they stayed. And it's like, you know, what about all this? This is no guarantee that the children will stay. But brother, um, who was that that was, came to church with us for a while? No, and he had backslid as a young and came back later on. Had a boy and a girl. Never mind. Anyway, he helped me with this verse because I asked him. I said, so what about this verse? He said, Brother Jeff, he said, I was running from God my entire life. He said, and every night when I fell into bed, I would think about the teaching and the training that I received from the Lord yeah. through my parents. He said, I could not depart from what I had learned. They may fight. And let me tell you. I've learned they will. But oh we just keep praying. That at the right time. And in the right moment. The Lord will be able to get a hold of their minds. And get their attention. And draw them back unto Jesus. We've got several in here. Who at some point in their experience in the Lord. Got up. And left the church. But they're back. Amen. When I was a, a, an employer, when I used to hire people and all, uh, I, I talked to several different ones, you know, well, well and, and some of the, the other bosses would say, if somebody ever gets fired or ever leaves, never hire them back again. And then there were these others that said, oh, no, 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 that's not right. Said most of the time, when that person comes back to you the second or maybe the third time, they'll end up being your very best employee. I found that with the Lord. When we learn, amen, our lessons in life and we come back to Jesus, oh, how sweet He is. You saw uh, Sister Rebecca up here. I'm going to tell you what now. She run. She ran and ran and ran and ran. and woo. But when she came back, she came back wholeheartedly back to the Lord. Well, you have Todd. He came back wholeheartedly to the Lord. He may not appreciate it. Jackie came back wholeheartedly to the Lord. He was a rebellious young. And look at this old one back here. See the guy with the bald head over here? This other one. Uh, 
How old were you, Brother Ron? 67. 67. Don't wait that long. Some of you, you may not make it back by then. And so, they may run, but the things that you teach them will never get out of their mind. Here in the, my text message here, or the text scripture that I used, this is one of the very most important scriptures to the Jews to this day. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And then it goes on, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And you say, you can't make somebody do like that. See, you don't understand what real love is. True love is not just that fluttering of the heart. It's not just that romantic type love, and that is included in there. But true love is also this commitment that we have. How many in here did your parents arrange for your marriage? Aren't you glad? Huh? Can you imagine who mom would have picked out for y'all to get married to? Huh? But did you know for generations and generations and even still in some parts of the country that's going on and there are marriages over there that last a lifetime with love and joy in that house. Why? Because love is more than just the butterflies. It is also that commitment. Amen. I cannot hardly imagine um, um, Abraham's boy uh, getting a wife who went to fetch her, came to the... But they loved one another. Yes, they did. I don't want to lose y'all. But this love... When I came to Christ, I have to tell you, I came to Him in fear. I feared that I was going to die and go to hell. I was at a young age. I was doing things I knew were not right. Drinking, carousing, speeding, uh, taking chances in life. I, and uh, I'd had a couple of close calls already by that time. And I was worried. And then I got to hearing some gospel preaching and it just hit home. You remember me telling you the first time I went to church with Sister Teresa, didn't I? Uh, she wasn't a Sister Teresa to me then at that time. She was a pretty girl I was wanting to marry. But anyway, I went to church and I sat on the back row right where Brother Jack, Jackie's sitting, but it was a bigger church. And, uh, and it was packed out that day. And the pastor gets up and he starts preaching and he's naming off everything I'd done the night before or the night before that. Huh? He had my number and I'm thinking, that pretty girl that I came, she slipped him a note and said, preach on these things. <laughs> no. When I got a little closer to him, I found out he couldn't even hardly see all the way back there to the back. 
at his age at that time. But I'm going to tell you, it got a hold of my heart. The gospel preaching. To know that there is a better way. There is a better life. There's hope. There is love. There is mercy and there is grace. And so, he, uh, uh, in these scriptures that I read to you, Deuteronomy uh, 6, he goes on, he said, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Got to put them in your heart. Huh? You ever had the devil come to you and say, Oh, Jesus says he loves you, but if he really loves you, you ever had one of those? If he really. Why? That's why you've got to put it in your heart. <clears throat> Satan will mix up the situations and then try to blame it on Jesus for your circumstances when you knew better than to do what you were doing. You knew better than to go out there and either take those drugs or take that chance or to be running around or trying to steal or whatever it might be. Hey man, you knew better. You're the one that brought yourself to that place. But Jesus is the one that can pull us out. Amen. So we must hide His Word into our hearts. His Word, His proofs, Verse 7 says, And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. We are way too soft on our children. Way too soft. Yeah, but my mama beat me. Come on. My daddy... He, he was a car taskmaster. Come on. Huh? Let me tell you something. I'm not telling you to beat them till they have blood running down their legs. No. I'm not telling you to beat them in anger or to uh, beat them at the, what do they call that, the family services come and get you. But the scripture says, you've heard it before, spare the rod and spoil the child. Either you're going to take care of that child and break that rebellion, that lying, that stealing, that um, uh, getting into trouble, that mischief mind. Either you're going to break it or they're going to spend time in the clink. You didn't like jail, so clink. Prison, jail, reform, where? They're going to spend time there. And someone else is going to have to teach them that lesson. And if you're waiting till they get old enough to make their own decisions, you've waited too late. You've waited too late. We are to teach them diligently. Diligently. There were things that Brother Robert did with his family that uh, I wish I had done more of it with mine. 
times I hear about different ones and the way they did, every family has their own ways of doing devotions and all that. There's no one particular way of doing it, but I sometimes wonder, I wonder if that would have worked better. Huh? I remember with one of my children, he, uh, he was a tough one. Huh? He was a tough one. But you know, no matter how hard they are, you've got to apply discipline with love. My wife's uncle, Uncle Leroy. How many of y'all remember Uncle Leroy? My wife told me several times about the way Uncle Leroy, they said that he, uh, he would get upset, but he wasn't mad, okay? He didn't get unsanctified, okay? But said that he would come in and set them down and take his Bible and tell them, this is what's wrong. You need to ask the Lord to forgive you for the sin that you have done. And then he would say, now I must punish you. And then some of the boys said that he wore them out. Huh? I think the mistake sometimes that we as parents do is that we want to keep that mean, bad attitude. I'm watching you. I don't trust you anymore. Huh? Can't do that. I do it like Jesus does. So after you wear them out, Uncle Leroy would take them and hug them. They said that times Uncle Leroy would be crying. Huh? And he would pray for them and pray with them and let them know it's over now. Don't do it again. It's over. Older parents, did you mess up some? I have. But it doesn't mean that the children are off. Sometimes children want to say, well, the reason I don't serve God is because mom and dad. That's never an excuse. It doesn't matter how bad your parents are or how good your parents are. When it comes down to it, it's your responsibility. And so... Here this evening, I'm not going to keep you very long. I'm not going to try to just pull this way out here this evening. <clears throat> but uh, it's important, folks. It's important to train our children right. To love our children enough. My father, he was, um, I'm trying to remember exactly how old, I think he was, he was 39 years old when I was born. How you like that? My father was born in 1923. That's how, okay? And when they raised children back then, you know what the saying was? Children were to be seen and not heard. I remember the days whenever we had family come and eat with us or guests come and eat with us. And me and my brothers, we ate in the kitchen. Huh? 
I like it better the way we do it now. But teach your children. Love them enough. Love them enough. I'm going to tell you, some of y'all can never be as hard as some of your parents were. Okay? I'm just telling you. I wasn't as hard on my children as my parents were to me. And just by, and I tried being hard. How do you like that? I tried it. I didn't want my children in drugs. But one of them was. I didn't want my children doing a lot of things. And, uh, but you know what? In time, by the grace of God, they all came out of those, that trouble. They're not all where I'd like for them to be spiritually wise. But I'll be honest with you, as far as men, I'm proud of each one of them. Yeah. Huh? None of them have seen jail time. None of them. Huh? Two of them are in the armed forces. Not my recommendation, but they're there. And they're high up. Huh? Both of them said, thank you, Mom and Dad, for being tough on us. When we were going through boot camp, they were dropping like flies on both sides of us, but we'd already been through boot camp with y'all. Huh? Gives them strength. And so we can be proud of them. So, train up your children in the right way. And parents that did train up the children in the right way, and you don't feel like they've gone the right way, there does come a point in time where every man and woman Every boy and girl grows to that particular age that they start making their own decisions. And they're no longer in your hands. They're in their own hands. Can I tell you something? Don't try to take them back home and start teaching them again. Instead, love them. Gently remind them of where they came from. And be there for them. Be there for them. I know it's not a fiery message here this evening. But it's a very important message. Children, it's a message for y'all. A message for y'all. message for them too that are acting like they don't want to look at me over there. Huh? Start learning it now. Serve God. He's the best thing you've got in this life. He's the only thing you can depend upon in this life. There'll come a point in time when mom and dad's going to fail you. Church is going to fail you. Hmm? Your best friend's going to fail you. And even your spouse will fail you. Jesus Never fails. Let's stand all across the house. Sister Sheila, if you have a song. Um,
I'd like to always give an opportunity for us to come and gather around this altar to pray. You know, sometimes people are so used to a particular denomination that invites people up to join the church. Instead, I'm not inviting you to come join the church. I'm inviting you to come and talk with Jesus. In a way that I know some of us older ones, it's hard on us. But you younger ones can to kneel, to submit, to give up in front of Jesus and say, Lord, here I am once again. Doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter how young you are, the Lord can save you. So while she sings this song, I'm inviting everyone that will come and let's seek the Lord here this evening. Come, be with us.
appreciate the Lord. I appreciate the spirit felt here tonight. Appreciate Sister Sadie praying. It's always good. It's always good. You hadn't made it yet, folks. Hadn't made it yet. So there's always room for us to come up a little higher, be a little bit better, be more like Jesus. Amen. I really appreciate the Lord. And looking forward to seeing what God's got for us. Any word before we dismiss here tonight? Conversation to the back of the church. Sister Sadie's still praying. I'll be gone a couple of weeks. I'll see you.